Welcome in, Epic Fantasy Football League members. My name is Michael Carey, joined by Nikki Abs. We'll see if Tom Stamatakos joins us today. He is still asleep, so you, you never know. He could show up, he might not. But unfortunately, speaking of not showing up, let's talk about my Epic Fantasy Football League debut. It was disappointing. I, uh, man, I got slapped around by the man who invited me to this league. I was supposed to be a rival. I did not hold up my end of the bargain. I got smacked around by about 35 points. One of the three of us is very upset. The other two are pretty happy because their teams are good and their teams won in the first week. You know, Nikki Abs, by a very small margin of victory, but you're here. You made it. How you feeling after week one? You know, I feel, I feel great to start 1-0. Um, the team didn't perform exactly how I was uh, hoping, but, you know, a win's a win, and that's going to get you closer to the playoffs. So, you know, I'm flying high today. Flying high like the Eagles did week one. Wait, did the Eagles win? I, I just kind of threw that in there. <laughs> I don't think uh, the Eagles won. The Eagles did not win. The Eagles are bad. But we might as well start there. The Denver Broncos and the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to go through game by game. We're going to recap. We're going to say, where did you go wrong? Who should you have not had started? Uh, that was a terrible sentence. Who should you have started? Why did you start this guy? And we'll make fun of some people. Like the Philadelphia Eagles, who started Meet Cole Hardman. Why? Why did you start Meet Cole Hardman? So... The Denver Broncos had a resounding 144-108 to 108 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw the Eagles just had some people that didn't show up. Evan Ingram, one point. Michael Hardman, one point. Le'Veon Bell, five. Saquon Barkley, who's supposed to be the workhorse. We're getting uh, people calling into the podcast right now. but yeah, I guess so. I, I think we're not taking calls just it. yet. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, what'd you see here, Nikki, out of uh, the Denver Broncos and the Eagles that uh, that make you either worried about either of them? So, from the Eagles, uh, I'm more worried about the decision making here more than the team. Because um, you look, uh, he had he had the potential to play Melvin Gordon, as you guys brought up on that last podcast, um, and he played. He put Melvin Gordon in. Oh, he put him in the end. Okay, yeah, he, he played Nicole Hardman over someone like Robbie Anderson or someone like either CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs would have been a better choice than Nicole Hardman. I think the only reason to draft Nicole Hardman is to stash him in case later on in the season he had more targets than he got last year. So I think that was a really poor call. Evan Ingram, I think we're finding out pretty quickly that he could be a bust. And I actually heard a lot of analysts talk about how he could be and how he was overhyped. So I'm a little bit worried about him as well. And obviously, Bell going down with the injury doesn't help his cause either. So I'm pretty worried about this team right now. Yeah, I mean, looking at the bright spots, you do have Robbie Anderson. You'll put him in this week. CeeDee Lamb is a guy you can plug in next this week. Henry Ruggs looked pretty good before he got hurt. And Cam Newton is a good player. Um you might want to look for a trade. You have two quarterbacks that are really good. You try, try to find a team that needs one. So uh, the Eagles, not a great start. Um, but on the other side of the ball, the Denver Broncos, they look really good. They look scary. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake stack looks nice. The one weakness in the position was Rob Gronkowski, who now you can plug in TJ Hawk 
And that guy looked good in week one, especially with Kenny Galladay out. So I, I like this team a lot. I think Cam Akers will get more and more work. And you'll see this team make some make some, uh, make some some noise here coming down the season. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I actually, I think, I don't know where I had them exactly in my rankings, but I think I had them ranked fairly high in the, the first power rankings, and it was because of all these stacks. Um, because Kyler Murray and Kenyon Drake as that stack, I mean, both high upside picks, both did fairly well against a very competent defense. So that was big. I really wanted to share Calvin Ridley here. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit bummed that Isaac ended up with Calvin Ridley because he's going to bust out this year. And you saw even when his studs didn't all perform, like Tyreek Hill had an okay week. Um, Cam Akers, fairly high draft capital on him. He didn't perform. He still put up 145, so I think it just shows he's got a dangerous team. And um, I think he can make a, a good push and surprise some people. I agree. I think this is a very dangerous team. Can win any game. Um, let's go on to the matchup that scored the least amount of points in this league. The Scranton Stranglers against the Penna. Uh, Pensacola Blue Wahoos? Is that how I say Pensacola? Pensacola, okay. Um, starting Miles Sanders was bold. I, I, I thought that was an interesting call, considering he didn't play. Um, yep, that was a choice. Um, I, I don't have much positive to say about this team. I, I don't like this team in general. I think Zach Moss looked better than you thought. Juju looked good. That's good. Because he doesn't have much elsewhere because he has Carrion Johnson and Philip Lindsay. Oh, God, these running backs are gross. Anyway, this team's not great. Um, I think it needs some help across the board. So, uh, yeah, not, not a good week. On the other side of the ball, Scranton, eh, you know, I'm seeing some good things. Julio looked good. Unfortunately, A.J. Brown isn't looking great. Leonard Fournette, not great. Everywhere else, though, pretty solid. Good team. Decent depth. If Marlon Mack would not have gotten hurt, you're looking at a much better team. But John Brown looks good, and J.K. Dobbins, I think you'll see him used more later. What do you think? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to the Wahoos for a second. I think they're in a boatload of trouble because if you look at their roster construction here, first of all, they only own four running backs, and Philip Lindsay just went down, and he's going to be down for a few weeks most likely, from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. So he really only rosters three running backs, one that's hardly rosterable right now in Carrion Johnson. And Zach Moss is a good prospect, but that's his only other guy besides Miles Sanders. So he is the one who needs to trade in a major fashion, I think. I, I just don't think he has much he can trade to get a running back because his team's just a dump heap. So um, there's that. And then... Yeah, the Stranglers, I kind of struggle with them because I, I think they're definitely competent, but they're missing something. Like, every position I look at, I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty good, but not exciting. You know, I don't think they have enough upside to really really push things because um, Carson Wentz without the offensive line, I think he's going to struggle a bit. Um, yeah, A.J. Brown kind of came back down to earth this week, um, and he's – battle on that injury. They'll probably have some uh, decline in efficiency from last year. Hopefully Hayden Hurst pans out. I actually like him a lot, but mm -hmm. we didn't see that many targets. So on the bright side for them, um, they have like upside players like Kareem Hunt 
we're still valuable even when Nick Chubb's playing. And J.K. Dobbins is a nice upside piece on the bench. So I think they, they could rise. Um, they're more of a middle-of-the-pack team, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Pretty middle of the pack, but um, a solid week one. Got the victory. Uh, that's all you can really ask for. Uh, let's go to your game. I'd like to hear your thoughts on your team's performance and uh, what you're expecting going forward. Yeah, so I was actually not that confident in my team after this week. If you look at how some of my guys performed, I really just won because I had a few a few nuggets. Um, Jameson Crowder was huge for me. I was not sure if I was going to start him in the flex. Um, he came away with nice production. Um, and obviously McCaffrey, I expect him to do that. But really, besides that, um, I mean, I DJ Chark was fine. Kittle went out injured, so that hurt. And Cooper Cup didn't see much work either. So um, also, this when you look at the box scores on here, it shows who I have in this week for my last week matchup. Like I didn't actually end up starting Tariq Cohen here, but it has me. Oh, so maybe that is why we thought that David started Miles Sanders. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was confused for a second. Gotcha. Okay. You, you um, know, yeah, if, if we were on Sleeper, we wouldn't have that to. problem. Yeah, on Sleeper, <laughs> you wouldn't have that problem. I kind of expected a lot of points from this week, actually, and he didn't do very much. So I'm, I'm feeling good about my team, but not that great about the performance week one. I'd agree. I mean, you won by a point, and you put up about the same number of points that I did in week one. Um, but it was uh, not the best performance all around. I think your wide receivers, outside of Jamison Crowder, who looked great, uh, need a little help. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, your team is still great. Christian McCaffrey, um, I think Robinson will be fine. Once you get Kittle back, it'll be even better. So uh, on the other side of the ball, the Chicago Bears um, – you know, the big glaring weaknesses here, uh, Mark Ingram does not look good. I think this guy is done. He is missing in action. However, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, I think, are both suitable players to start. I like how the Bears are going to be moving forward. Um, so, yeah, they may not have won week one, but they may have kind of won at the same time. So, I don't know. I like yeah. this team. Um Tom just joined us, but he walked away. So he, he clearly hates us. He does. He does. So He's experiencing a lot of a lot of emotions right now. <laughs> no, but I'm also looking at this. It looks like the Chicago Bears for this week has AJ Dillon. They're flexed. Is that is oh, that that's a team? choice. Oh no. Oh no. What's going on there? I don't, Christian Kirk and their flex are in the receiver spot. Oh, that's not good. That looks. That looks. That, that's my old analogy. When I really don't like something in fantasy football, it makes me want to stick my hand in the garbage disposal. Yeah. And that, that's what I see right here. But you are very right with the JT Hines. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually really like the Dallas Goddard piece too because uh, he has Austin Hooper and he, if he doesn't pan out, Goddard's going to be a nice consistent weapon for him. And I think, uh, I mean, we are talking about last week, so he started Hooper and he did pretty poorly. But I think he has some potential for that position. Agreed. Agreed. Tom, welcome. Good to have you here. Let's see if you can. we can hear you. No, you're muted. You need to unmute yourself to talk. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, uh, wow. We got all three of us together for the first time. Yeah, finally. Uh, I'm late. I'm half awake, half asleep. 
but I'm here. So. Well, we just got to your team and your game against the Jerusalem Lions. You absolutely steamrolled them, as that is I your did. team name, um, as it, I kind of expect it. But, um, you know, here you are. What, what, do you, what do you think of your team? Well, I definitely feel a lot better after week one and going into it. Um, I especially feel a lot better after this Thursday night game, after Nick Chubb, he showed up mm -hmm. uh, big time for me. So, I mean, I, I was a bit concerned playing Markel, especially early on. Uh, it was a tight game, but a few touchdowns from Delvin Cook. Uh, I don't even remember who it was. Matt Ryan, he had, he, had a lot, he got a lot of garbage time stuff going on for him. So um, I really was able to get a lot more points from those guys and thankfully pull out the win in, uh, in a large fashion. So I was surprised at the, that I won by so much, but uh, you know, I'm, I feel pretty good going into week two. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I get why. Your team popped, and it was one of the top-scoring teams in the league. I think it was actually the oh, it was the third, fourth-highest-scoring team, but it was right up there. And, um, yeah, like you said, your one area of concern was Nick Chubb, and he just popped off in the Thursday night game. So uh, you've got a great quarterback situation. you got decent depth on this bench. Blake Jarwin is dead. That's sad. Duke Johnson is dead. That's also kind of sad. But, you know, your, your bench has a few pluggable pieces, Sammy Watkins especially. Um, Nikki, what do you think of the other side of the ball? What do the Lions need to do moving forward? Well, I was actually fairly low on them to begin with. I, mm -hmm. I really worried about their um, – really a lot of their positions. I, I couldn't have hated their bench much more really going <laughs> after the draft. I mean, now – to be honest, now it looks a little bit better with Louis Christian-Alt and – Russell Gage actually popped off a bit, um, but I really think these there's a lot of unknowns with these players. Like T.Y. Hilton, what role is he really to have in the offense? Emmanuel Sanders gets a bump because Thomas is out, but he also has Thomas, so that's not really a very good thing for him. Um, I'm fine with his running backs right now, and they they perform okay. He kind of just had no great performances from any player in his whole entire lineup, so. Not necessarily his fault in all regards. Um, he should bounce back a bit, but I really don't like this team, and I think he's a, a bottom feeder. I agree. I'm not a huge fan of the Jerusalem Lions. Um, just, eh, it, it didn't look good. It doesn't look good for him. His outlook is not good. I think he needs to make some moves, get a little more depth especially, because I think depth is going to be his biggest problem in his lineup especially now with Michael Thomas out, is just not great. So, we'll I, see. Yeah, I think Markel definitely needs to make a trade. Uh, I mean, this is a somewhat deep league just because we have 12 teams, and I think he should trade trade some of his better assets, get some depth, um, I don't know, get a couple more players, and hopefully try turning the thing around. Yeah, I, I agree. I think those are all uh, – those are the moves you got to make when your team doesn't start well, like I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make some moves, you know, roll the dice a little bit, take some chances because I don't like my team's outlook. So uh, let's talk about why I don't like my team's outlook. I got absolutely crushed in week one. Josh Allen popped off against me. Alvin Kamara popped off. David Johnson even popped off against me. DeAndre Hopkins did too. Oh, gosh, it was just Everything was insult to injury, like Mike Evans, one catch, two yards, but it was a touchdown. Sure, of course. Uh, DeAndre Swift, eight total yards, but he got a touchdown. 
And he, he dropped one, too, that probably should have, like, rammed it up even more. Darius Slayton, of all people, six catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Like, what? Where is this coming from? Um, and my team, uh, it did not look good. I, I started Deshaun Jackson, but it didn't really matter. None of the guys on my bench were any better. Um, Keenan Allen, oh, gosh. I mean, I, I think he'll be okay. I think it's just kind of not a great week for him. He's still got a decent number of targets. Um even Joe Mixon didn't look good. Um, he can't even find the end zone. Like, he's searching for it still now. Like, I, I, I got a flashback from Clyde Edwards-Alaire on Thursday Night Football. It's like, I'm getting so many carries at the goal line, and I can't find this end zone. Like, where is it? And it's just sad. And uh, then there's Josh Jacobs out there who's like, Coach, I'm trying. I'm going to try to take you to the victory. And I was like, Josh, I appreciate you so much, but, you know, we're not going to get it. Let's just save it for next week. And he still got three touchdowns. I was like, Josh, just chill. Just chill. All we can practice, I've been telling him, Josh, just chill. Like, you know, you're, you're going to play on Monday night. So you, you, you'll see how we're doing. And at that point, I'll let you know what we need. But Josh is very enthusiastic. He's been really excited about this team. Um, I've been talking to him every day. Same with Patrick Mahomes. I've been talking to him every day. You know, he's my quarterback. He's my ringleader. Uh, trying to get him uh, back focused for next week because I need more out of him. I do, and we, we talked about this, so I, I'm confident. I'm confident. What do you guys think of Danny's team? Go ahead. Let me hear it. Me? Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on, Nikki. So I do like Danny's team. Uh, I think his score, when you have a score that high, it's, it's a little bit inflated. Like, Darius Layton popping off was pretty lucky. I mean, I really don't think he is anything special, and that was 26 of his points, which would have dropped his score. I mean, he had around 150-something, right? He would have been down to, like, 125. Um, but I do really like his team. I think Josh Allen threw a lot more than he will typically, so I expect him to come back down to earth. Um, but I do I do really like some of these players. Um, Alvin Kamara should do his thing. David Johnson was promising for sure. And uh, if, if Mike Evans can get healthy, I'm confident in him and Hopkins. I think he's got like a pretty nice starting lineup for sure. Um, once he plugs in, he plugged in Sutton for this week, it looks like. And I'm not really sure why he has Swift in. but Yeah, that, that's he, a really big question. He's got a pretty good all-around team, uh, I think. Agreed. Did you guys go for power rankings yet? Uh, I don't think we're going to do that today. I think we're just going to kind of talk about what happened last week and then talk about what we think is going to happen this week. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, I do like Danny's team a lot because I had him number two in my personal power ranks. Mm -hmm. um, I like his team this week. I like his outlook going forward. Um, Alvin Kamara, I think he'll just get even more work with Michael Thomas down. He'll try running the ball. They'll probably He'll probably get a lot more. Um, targets as well in the passing game. I mean, Mike Evans, uh, he'll get a lot more work with Godwin going down. I think I think he has I think he has a good outlook, and I actually like a lot of his depth. Um, I mean, he has you know hopefully Sutton and Swift can turn stuff around, but you also have Edmonds who surprisingly got more work than expected. And Michael Gallup, uh, Jalen Rager, Chris Herndon, all those guys could be um, flex viable options. Although, I will say about Slayton, I don't really buy it. And in the other leagues that Nick and I are in, I'm telling the Slayton owner, sell now, sell, sell, sell. 
try getting try getting something a lot more consistent because he's he's like pure boom bust and uh, I don't want to bank on that for the rest of the season. Well, if I'm, I'm to, to Danny for trying to trade Slayton because I mean that I don't know if Markel is on some kind of drug or something trying to take except Theory Slayton and Chase Edmonds for Michael Thomas. For Michael Thomas, what the hell was that? I I I, I really. Even if he's a huge Giants fan, I really have zero clue on why you trade the fourth or fifth pick in the entire draft. For Michael Thomas, he's not even on IR. Like he's yeah. probably not going to play, but if he was going to miss at least three weeks, they would have put him on IR. So they think he could come back within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah he's why, fine. why would you try getting rid of him? No, it doesn't make any sense. He's fine, guys. He, he's going to be okay. He's still Michael Thomas. He broke the NFL record last year, for God's sake. Like, come on. We're not giving him away for 10th round picks, 11th round picks. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? This, uh, well, this is the man who drafted Eli Manning in the first round two consecutive years, so we we really never know what to expect with him. No surprise that he's good friends with the man who drafted Harrison Butker in the third. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, they're swapping strategies, and it, yeah. so far it's not paying off. We'll see if it turns iron around. Iron. Oh, I think we have one more game to get to from last week. Um, it was the New yeah. Orleans Saints and the Duluth Eskimos in what was surprisingly the game of the week. Like these teams oh, yeah. are both very good. Um, you look at the Saints. You got Aaron Rodgers and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, that's a great one-two right there because Rodgers is still here. Like, I'm surprised. I didn't think he would have a great fantasy season, even though I'm not surprised the Packers are still pretty good. Um, but fantasy-wise, I think he might be kind of on a revenge tour. Like, all this stuff, all this offseason, like, Rodgers is done. This guy's not good. It's like, didn't he just go to the NFC Championship, like, last year and lead his team? Anyway. Um, then on the other side, Duluth is still really good. Um, obviously, Devontae Adams, I think, is going to be the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy this year. He's going to get like 15 targets a game. Um, I like both of these teams. What do you guys think? If, if not for the Minnesota defense, Duluth would have won this game. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's just a tough break. Uh, it really is. And I, I can't say I really understand why Noah wanted to play the Minnesota defense so badly. When he has uh, Devontae mean, Adams. What are you doing? The Minnesota defense is, they're kind of rebuilding a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got like rookies all over all over that place, and I wouldn't want I, I wouldn't want to break in the rookies going up against Aaron Rodgers. Um, bit questionable. Yeah, I was, questionable. I was going to say, that, that's, some might say that's unlucky, but <laughs> I kind of put that decision on Noah because, I mean, it, maybe you didn't expect it to get negative nine, but there's some better streaming options than... You don't want to when you're going against good quarterbacks, like but you have options to start a defense who's going against you know a young guy that without much experience. It's a lot better of a choice. So it, it is bad luck because he still had a really good score, but that decision in particular, I do kind of put on him. Agreed. It, it's not that that kind of that shot him in the foot, unfortunately. Um, you know, if you're playing against, I don't know, you just kind of have to think about the matchup. You have Devontae Adams in your lineup, and you're like, he's going to pop. I'm not going to play the defense he's playing against. Like, I need to pick anybody else. Um, but I don't know. So that was his call. It lost him the game, but his team's still really good. So, And Sally's team is good. Just sad because I thought that team wasn't going to be very good. I still don't think she's very good. Personally. Really? Okay, okay. 
But I think I think she has the ability to be better than we thought. Um, I mean, I, I don't think we can expect this production from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think he'll be good. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll be like this. Um, as for the other positions here, I'm a little bit worried about some of these players. Like uh, Chris Carson had a great day with how he played, but he really didn't get the ball that much. He didn't play as many snaps as most experts thought he was going to play. Right. Against the it was a good matchup. I mean, he scored well, but if that's kind of the if it's a fifty-fifty split with him and Carlos Hyde, or even like a sixty-forty, I don't think he'll produce as much as you know Sally expects and. A wide receiver, I mean, if she's going to have to start A.J. Green every week, it hasn't started out very pretty for him. So I have him in another league, and I've had to start him once. And uh, I think you want more depth there because behind that, I like Deontay Johnson, but I'm not a big fan of Golden Tate, Randall Cobb, and that's all she's got. So a receiver, I'm a little bit worried for her. Yeah, Nikki, I agree with you. Michael, definitely got to disagree. I still am not a big fan of Sally's team. Um, Rodgers, he played great, but, I mean, how much better of a game could he really have? He, he balled out 32 mm-hmm. for 44 for 364 and four touchdowns. I mean, come on. Uh, that, that's great. It's just you can't keep that up week to week. Um, Chris Carson, only six carries. He did get six receptions for two touchdowns, but – uh, that's just not enough volume. I'd be worried about that for sure. Hmm. Um, and then AJ Green, yeah, what he got 13 targets in the Thursday night game, only for three catches. So we know Burrow likes him at least, but just not not consistent enough of an option uh, that I'd be wanting to start him in my wide receiver slot. Um, and the same goes for Mari Cooper. I know he's he's been decent so far, but uh, it's yet to be seen if he can be uh, a really consistent guy. He he often has kind of some boom bust tendencies to him so I like I like some of the, the possibilities with Sally's team um, I mean Clyde, Ed- Clyde Edwards is looking great mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers his stock is rising but there's just too many questions for me to, to pencil her in in my own power rankings uh, anywhere near the top half really okay I mean that's where we're going to disagree I think she's okay I think she just has the it's so top heavy that that can kind of carry you, especially in a deep league like this. Like being top heavy is super important. Um, so we'll see. Uh, all right, on to week two. Let's, uh, you know, we we're at what are we at time wise? I think we're about we're almost about a half an hour. Let's uh, we're doing fine. Uh, I think we need to we need to be a little more rapid fire in our week two previews here. So we'll start here with two of the worst teams. From week one, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Jerusalem Lions. Nikki, who are you picking and why? You're muted. Tom, who are you picking and why? Who am I picking and why? Uh, I mean, this is somewhat of a tough pick, but not really. I'm going to the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Uh, sorry, Markel. I just, it's going to be tough having Michael Thomas out. It looks like he has David Montgomery benched. I'd consider starting him. Um, I mean, he's got Emmanuel Sanders going right now, and he should be getting some more work. Still really tough to rely on. Uh, I'm really not loving his his starters at all, really. I mean, Malcolm Brown, he just picked up fresh off waivers. He's plugging men as an RB. Uh, Sterling Shepard, don't love starting him, especially against Chicago. Uh, I, it's, it's, really hard. it's really hard to like this team this week. Um, and 
I mean, they're going up some, some of his players' decent defenses, like DJ Moore going up against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is they're they're decent. Um, no, they're not standing, but it, it's really hard to love his team this week. Um, I do like I do like some of the options better for Philadelphia. Although Mike has a lot of he could he could have a lot of issues too. I mean, Saquon against Chicago, mm-hmm. Sean against Baltimore, Melvin Gordon against Pittsburgh. Just right off the top. Uh, I think it would probably be closer than people expect, but I'm going Philadelphia. Okay. I hate Peyton Barber. Uh, I don't think he is good. He runs for about 1.6 yards a carry. Give me the Lions in an upset. Nikki, who are you going with? Yeah, it's actually really hard for me to pick this. And I'm, I was looking at uh, Mike's team and the Eagles, and I it kind of makes me want to cry this week. I mean, just looking at those matchups time listed, like I like Mike's players better but i think like mike might score like 90 points this week with these <laughs> matchups like i think it's gonna be a really tough go for him and i think markel has a couple easier matchups and i think it might be like a 98 to 91 markel victory this week i don't know and just a beautiful score well. yeah i say look out for cd lamb though on mike's team going up against atlanta yeah, uh, that could be a high-scoring game, and he could get a lot of volume. That is true. That is true. Uh, I still can't pick anyone who's starting Peyton Barber. On to what many would consider the game of the week: the Duluth Eskimos trying to bounce back against the Providence Steamrollers and Tom Stomatacos. I'm picking another upset here. Give me Duluth. Odell Beckham popping off. That is not going to happen very much. Lamar Jackson against Houston. That's a lot of points. Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. Not good either. Or, well, very good. Not good for Jacksonville. And uh, give me Duluth in an upset. Nikki, what do you think? think? Not for you, Nikki. My computer's having a little difficulty loading the matchup, so... That's right. All right. Uh, I'm also picking Duluth. Whoa, you Uh, always pick against yourself. (laughs) I picked against myself last week. Seemed to work out. I'm picking Duluth again. Let's go Eskimos, baby. Come on. Oh, Um, man. And (laughs) part of the reason, maybe part of the jinx, but... Um, I do like the matchup as well, as you said. I mean, Lamar Jackson against Houston, Derrick Henry against Jacksonville, they're going to run wild. Uh, even Raheem Mostert against the Jets. Uh, Devontae Adams against Detroit. I mean, you mm-hmm. can just go down the list. All these guys, I love, I love the matchups for uh, Noah's players. And I'm a bit more concerned for some of my guys like DK Metcalf against New England. Uh, don't love that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, some of the matchups are fine, but I think... I, I think probably both of us will end up scoring a fair amount of points, and one of us will unfortunately have to take the L. Oh, yeah. High-scoring game. You're both off to great starts. Nikki, what are yeah. you going with here? Look, here's what I think. I think Tom should win this game. I think the steamroller should win it. Um, I think you have a much safer team, and there's a lot more scenarios in which you would win this game. I But I, I can't see, like, if Lamar Jackson and Adams go off, like it's just over. So yeah, I'm gonna pick the steamroller to win this one because I think all around you just, you just have better players in, and you, I think you guys will produce, and your Thursday night guys helped a lot. Um, but yeah. I would not be surprised at all if if the Eskimos pulled one off too. So well, it is the Canadian standoff bowl as well. So uh, <laughs> I also do have to pick Corwin to win this game. Wow. Wow. Nikki, on your matchup against the Scranton Stranglers, and I, what I think is also a very good matchup, Kareem Hunt off to a great start against you. 
Um, but they are starting Leonard Fournette again. And I did not pick a team that starts Leonard Fournette. So I am picking you to win this matchup, despite the fact that you are not favored at the moment. Paris Campbell, great start. Go, Nikki. Go, Chargers. Hey. Tom, what do you think? Uh, it's, it's tough. I, I got to pick you, though. Um, I think it will be pretty close. But, yeah, I mean, Leonard Fournette, I don't even like Diggs and the other flex. Um, you're, a bit, you're a bit banged up as well. It's going to be you're going to be clawed tooth and nail, but I'm, I'm going to pick you as well, Nikki. I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Um, I'm really bummed that Kittle's out. That really hurts. And uh, I really liked Crowder last week because there's just no one else to throw to. Even if he has a tough matchup in the slot, he usually can get some good production. So I'm really worried about them being out. I do like Campbell. I'm more worried about Logan Thomas here from the Washington football team. I think, like, they don't have too many people to throw to either, so he'll probably be fine, but it's just when you usually have a position you're really confident in, to drop down to being, like, very average or below average at that position, it's a little more shaky. So I I would also pick myself because, yeah, I don't like Leonard Fournette very much, and I think, um, I think Wentz could still struggle with his offensive line, but I think it's going to be really close, and... It's a bummer to see. So I'll pick myself just because, you know, i got to have confidence in your team. But, Agreed. And have Christian McCaffrey. That always helps. That but, does definitely help, even though it's a tough matchup. It's a tough True. matchup. Yep. Uh, on to my team, because I still have confidence in them. The Houston Oilers playing against the Blue Wahoos. Um, I'll be brief again. I think I'm going to blow him out. He's starting on Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I love Ronald Jones against Carolina. A lot of people don't like him. I don't know why my team's projected so little. Uh, James Conner, you know, like I, I talked, you know, Josh and I have had a lot of talks this week, but James Conner and I have a lot of talks in practice. We talk every day. Uh, he's a nice guy. He's like, Coach, I'm sorry. I, I just I got banged up, and I was like, it's okay. It's good to be cautious. It's early in the season. We're going to need you down the stretch. So James, uh, James is ready. James is very highly motivated for week two. Um, this Benny Snell guy, he, he's not going to be around. Like I've already talked to James. He's like, don't worry, coach. Like he won't play in front of me. Like I've got this. And you know, I, I think Ben Roethlisberger, he uh, he agrees. So James Conner, he's ready to go. We're going to bounce back. Devonte, Devonte Parker. And I didn't play him last week. He was mad, and he was like, you know, coach, I still didn't perform, so I get it. And he's like, but this week, this week I'm back. And I was like, okay, Devontae, you're in. I trust you. Um, so I trust my guys. We're going in. We're going to beat the Blue Wahoos, and we're going to bounce back. So that's where we're at. Uh, I got to agree. I think you're going to win, Michael. But it sounds like a little bit of insider trading going on. You and James Conner, industry secrets may have to get investigated by the FCC. I'd maybe consider cutting this part out of the podcast. <laughs> Feds are going to be on your doorstep real quick with that one. Um, but I also do like Ronald Jones against Carolina. Yeah, it does seem to be projected low. Um, and again, picking the Blue Wahoos, just some of the matchups he has, it's just brutal. Like Juju against Denver, Tyler Lockett against New England, Darren Waller against New Orleans. Uh, yeah, kiss it goodbye, Blue Wahoos. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just note that Stu is doing his thing again and being an absolute dumbass. Uh, he's starting Carrion Johnson, who got, like, no work. <laughs> well, he left 
he literally left. It kind of worked out. He left Jarvis Landry against the Bengals on the bench in favor of Kerryon Johnson against Green Bay, and he also moved Jared Cook to the bench when he performed for him last week. And Michael Thomas went down, and he has a good matchup. If he puts, he totally has to put Jared Cook in for Kerryon Johnson, but he won't because he's probably not going to listen to this. So Michael will reap the benefits of that, I mm-hmm. think. And Michael, you should you should take this guy. Yes, down. yes, that's right, Nikki. Yes. I'd also say, Nikki. I mean, I'd also consider playing Mike Williams. I don't think that's bad play. No, uh, he, he not at all. No, 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 Mike Williams. Yeah, no, no. Apparently, Tyrod Taylor um, really likes the guy, so I think it's a good call as well. Either of them. Uh, no, no, no. You, you don't have to play Mike Williams. You, you, carry on is an excellent play, actually. Carry on Johnson. He is so efficient. This guy is always on the field. He plays every down, passing, pass catcher. This guy is a workhorse running back. Larry Fitzgerald still has it, too. Even against the Washington football team, he still has it. He's a Hall of Famer. You got to play these guys. You got to play them. Um, and Zach Moss, too. Like, this guy's good, clearly. You got to play him. Actually, he really should play Zach Moss because he doesn't have well, a Well, the commissioner has a love affair for Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I've after heard. Oh, I've round, heard. I think, a couple years back. Yeah. Hall of Famer. You got to play him. You got to play him. Um, okay. Uh, on to the matchup with the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos. 0-1 versus 1-0. I think the Bears are going to be a good team. You've got some juicy matchups with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. I've never seen a player play two running backs on the same team, and I'm going to tell them it's a good idea. I'm rolling with the Chicago Bears to come back and beat the Broncos. Um, this is a really tough one uh, because you're right. I do, I do really like Chicago Bears prospects moving forward. Because of that Colts backfield, I really think that helped a lot. Um, I think there are also some nice matchups um, in here as well with Zeke against Atlanta, Marquise Brown against Houston. He could go off. Um, even Minnesota didn't look like a very good defense last week, so um, Philip Rivers will be dumping off passes to JT and Naheem Hines like crazy. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't count out. Isaac, because he's got those boom players. Just, this just kind of reminds me of the Duluth Eskimos in the sense that, like, it would never surprise me if this team beat any team when you have Kyler, Tyreek, Ridley, Will Fuller. Like, they could do anything as well. So I'd probably pick the Bears this week as well, but it's almost a toss-up. Well, I want to pick the Broncos, but I can't out of principle pretty much. Because mm-hmm. he's starting Cam Akers, and Cam Akers looked horrendous oh. last game. He was just, it was hard to watch. It was tough to watch. And hopefully he'll turn it around because I don't, I don't want to root for a guy to fail. But my goodness, that just brutal, brutal on the eyes really is an eyesore. So starting Cam Akers, I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. So although I like a lot of his matchups this week, um, I just got to pick the Bears simply because of Cam Akers. Even though he's starting Mark Ingram, who is also yes. disgusting to watch play the game of football in his 45th season. Okay. <laughs> he's titanium now. <laughs> a quick question for you guys here. I was oh, I'm a fun. little bit weary of uh, Broncos starting Gronk. I know he has a good matchup, but would you guys consider starting Hawkinson after he's, he's more of a physical specimen? He showed out in week one. Gronk looked really, really bad. On the 
field in the, in the prior game, or do you think that was just the matchup against the Saints? I will say this on the record. Start all Lions, every game, every Lion you have, you need to start them. TJ Hawk should definitely be in the starting lineup. The Lions, they, they just, they're too good. You got to start every Lion every week. DeAndre Swift, bring in Joyke Bell, like do whatever you need to. Bring Theo Riddick back. You got to start him every week. Uh, Quintez Cephas, he should be in. Um, I, I don't even know. Everybody, uh, even their backup quarterback, you got to start him. Their defense, start him. Hey, as a Bears fan, that's fine by me. I'd love to play the Lions every week. So, <laughs> yeah. But, Nikki, I, I would say, yeah, I, I definitely would consider starting TJ Hawkinson. I probably would start him, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. In all seriousness, I agree. Yeah, TJ Hawk should definitely be in. <laughs> okay. So, wait, so, Michael, you're saying he should start Cephas as well, then? He should start Cephas, yep. It's just like, uh, yeah, you should start uh, on Johnson, Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift. Start all of them. Yep, start, start them all. Marvin Jones, he's starting for me every week, no doubt. Uh, wide receiver one. Kenny Galladay, they may say he's out, but he's not out. You should still start him. Okay. Um, the Chicago Cardinals playing the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm going to scan up and down for Lions players, but you guys let me know what you think of this matchup. Tom, give me give me the start here. I'm picking the commission's team, Chicago Cardinals. Um I like Michael Gallup this week against Atlanta. Josh Allen against Miami. Kamara against Las Vegas. Uh, a bit worried about David Johnson against Baltimore, but I think there's some really nice matchups. Mike Evans against Carolina. Um, so I'm definitely going to pick uh, Danny's team here. In terms of Sally's squad, yeah, I mean, A.J. Green kind of didn't do much for her. Uh, but she also could have a little bit of boom, Mari Cooper. Um a lot of question marks, not a lot of boom potential really for her team, in my eyes, so I'm going to pick Danny's team. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Tom. I mean, the yeah, AJ Green's start just solidifies it even more. I mean, even the projections are 21 apart. I think it should even be more. I mean, it's really just not that much that I like when I'm looking at Sally's team right now. Um, she doesn't have a lot of options except, yeah, Mari Cooper and you know, maybe Rodgers will go off again. I don't think she wins unless Rodgers goes off again. That's really the only way because Danny has some nice matchups, like you mentioned. So Danny should blow her out of the water. And I kind of hope he does, but I also kind of hope Sally just, I don't know. Since Danny's team's pretty good, it would be nice to get Danny a loss early. So he, he doesn't, I'm, I'm worried about him locking up the one seed. And I, I can't see a team that will beat him quite yet. So I'm going to make this pretty quick. Sally's team has more Lions. Let's go, Sally. You're going to upset him. Yeah. You got Matt Prater starting. The only team to start a Lion in this matchup. So Matt Prater, and you should start Danny Amendola, obviously. So more Lions. You know, the, the commission is not starting DeAndre Swift. You need the Lions in. I'm going with the Saints. Wow. Easily. Easy upset. <laughs> Easy upset. Oh, no, Danny's going to crush. It's going to be sad. Ah, did we miss any games? I think we got through all of them. That's exciting. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, me really going with the Lions picks today, and I think that's big. Um, also, apparently people don't like Sleeper. That makes me sad. Um, apparently, I like Sleeper. I'm glad you like Sleeper, because I like Sleeper. 
I just put my whole team on the trade block. I was trying to show off the feature of the app. Definitely not trying to trade these guys. Definitely not. Yeah, Keenan Allen's Michael, great. I'm always down to make a trade. I, I will trade with any team, anytime, any place, anywhere. Let's make a deal. Um, like, I'm still down too. I mean, in due time, I guess. I don't remember. Yeah, what. sure, Nicky, let's trade. I don't even know what we trade for, but let's do it. All the trades. Yeah. We need so many trades in the league. It just keeps activity up. Michael did send three trades, he said. So he's talking, he's in trade talk. I, I did. It's exciting. I did. I sent out a, a few trades this morning. We're just we're trying to see what the the waters are like. I've never traded in this league before. Um, dang it! I just sent a really stupid message to the group chat and didn't add um, the uh, most important word. But that's too bad. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, I think that is it for episode two, uh, guys. Any last thoughts before we uh, end the today's podcast? Let's go, Bears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My last thoughts would just be, i got to shoot a quick prayer up to, for Markel and Stu to, to work their pea brains a little bit more. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Because with Markel's trade possibilities with Michael Thomas and, <laughs> and uh, Stu starting on Johnson, just, he needs all the help he can get. He so needs running back help. He, he should turn one of his stars into a few different running backs that he can start, in my opinion. I think that would really help his team. He needs more people scoring points, not just one guy at the top. See, you need to turn you need to turn one of these stars. Yeah, you, you can't. You, uh, yeah, I don't know. Three guys getting seven points is better than one guy getting twenty. I mean, it's just the math. It's the it's the math. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, yes, uh, I think he needs to do that. I think a lot of moves need to be made. We need more activity. But not Michael Thomas for Darius Slayton. Not, not that kind of activity. Not at all. And I think that Juju trade turned out to be a lot closer than we thought. But um, Yeah, I think it was – I mean, I, I, don't, I think Tom's going to win the deal, but I think it was, it, was, it was good in some regards for both teams. So that's a good player too. Yeah, I was really worried uh, just kind of after week one about that deal because we were look- I was just looking at how the carries broke down and Hunt was getting a lot of work, but you know, game script has a lot to do with it. And when it was a pretty close game against the Bengals, I mean, Chubb, he just got, he got all the work. It was like 22 carries to Hunt's 10, and they each got, I think, two targets through the air. So right. they, they clearly like Chubb a lot, and I'm glad he's getting the work. Let's just hope it continues. I agree. Uh, you know, it's crazy that we have two backfields where there are two starting running backs that are fantasy viable, you know, in Indianapolis and Cleveland. Like, you don't really see that very often. Usually it's either just like they have one guy or I just stay away from the whole thing. You know what I mean? If it's a running back by committee. Um, but yeah, guys, great episode two. Uh, good luck out there this week. Let's hope that uh, my team can bounce back and we're all sitting here with at least one win next week. Yeah, hopefully we all get the wins. All right. Yeah, I'm fun of that. Good luck to everyone out there, except for the Blue Wahoos. <laughs>